Hey friends, I just wanted to give you a warning that uh, there is a song that plays in uh, the playlist uh, that contains racially offensive and insensitive lyrics. Um, I, I still played it anyway. I talk a little bit about it afterwards, and I uh, just wanted to give you a heads up. Uh, please, enjoy. about content and media is just that these days there is so much and it's overwhelming. Just today I was in a used record store and I was browsing through the CDs trying to find something in particular and there were Ten bookshelves stacked to the ceilings, full of CDs. And, to be fair, it was the fault of this particular store that there was no real rhyme or reason to any of the organization. Uh, no clear dividers over an alphabet or a genre or anything like that, but... After walking down past two of these very tall, very crammed bookshelves, I quit. I just turned around and left because there was just too much. Also, admittedly, my eyesight is terrible and I couldn't read half of uh, the spines on CDs. CDs are too small. Welcome to another episode of Gutter Trash Pirate Radio. It is a very late night record. Um, I'm tired. I've been up for quite a while. Uh, but I like doing this show. It's given me something. Not necessarily a purpose. But just... Something to do, something that's easy and fun. Um, speaking of content and media, here I am with all of my stuff out there on the internet. Clogging up the airways, such as it were. And here I am just adding more to it. So let's go ahead and start off today's episode with some music. Coming up right now, we've got Hot Cars by the Angry Samoans. Final thing in the pattern of prayer, verse 13, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one, from Satan. Each one of these could be expanded upon, I know, but let's use the word protection there. We come to God in prayer seeking his protection. Lead us not into temptation. Don't let us get into the way where we are led astray. Protect us, Father, and deliver us from the evil one. Please, as she fell to her knees, seeing that she always loved me. Gotta give no sympathy to a whore. I gave her what they gave to me. Now you can't change her what the dumb man So much fun Yeah, I've been a lot of 
job to fuck you on your birthday. Ain't my job to fuck you on your birthday anymore. Ain't my job to fuck you on your birthday. Ain't my job to fuck you on your birthday anymore. 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 Maybe it ain't your birthday, but then again, you know I wouldn't give a fuck when what I should have got is over you sooner. So now I'm just gonna wrap it up. Feelings by the Bloodhound Gang. Uh, I find that band to be incredibly stupid, and I enjoy the hell out of them. Uh, seems like it's been quite a while. I think this particular album this is from is maybe the last thing they put out, and that was around 2005, maybe 2008 at the latest. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, before that was White Bread by No Less. Uh, this was a pretty hardcore block all around, uh, aside from the Bloodhound Gang. Uh, they are... I don't know how to describe what you just heard there, but uh, they are what they are. I believe this uh, particular record found its way into my collection via my friend Jason, who... This definitely seems like something he would uh, have given me and recommended to me. Uh, before that was uh, I Dismember Mama by the Frankenstein Drag Queens from Planet 13. I uh, believe that they are fronted by a gentleman uh, by the name of Wednesday 13. Uh, or at least uh, the gentleman who fronts the Frankenstein Drag Queens also fronts a band called Wednesday 13. Uh, and I think something like six or seven other bands. I'm not quite sure. Uh, I think they're fun. Uh, kind of just poppy horror punk. And then, of course, before that was uh, Angry Samoans with uh, a very, very short song. Uh, I know Angry Samoans mostly from uh, other people covering their stuff. Uh, I believe Minor Threat and uh, the uh, once great Mighty Mighty Boss Tones also uh, cover a couple of their tunes. All right, let's see what else we got going on and uh, see if uh, we're going to get uh, some more hardcore. Maybe we'll get something lighter. Who knows? That is the Wheel of Fortune that is Shuffle.
direction will you send your arrow? Mercy is still asking questions. Ruthless is gone and explained.
And that was Ghost Story by Monster Magnet, the only rock and roll band that I know of that espouses the genius of Jack Kirby. Uh, Dave Weindorf, I believe is his name, is the uh, lead singer of that band, and uh, he is a massive comic book nerd. And uh, at least one of their songs uh, mentions Jack Kirby by name. And so for that, no matter whatever they do in their career, uh, I will always have the greatest respect for that. Uh, before that was Like the Beat of a Heart by Dio, Ronnie James, the uh, former lead singer of Rainbow and Black Sabbath, and of course... Uh, Passed away several years ago and was one of the greatest voices in heavy metal history. Uh, and from what I can tell, just uh, an all-around jovial man. And the, the world is lesser for having lost him. Uh, starting off this block was the band Splashdown with a song called The Archer. Uh, they were introduced to me by my friend Bruce in uh, the early 2000s. And as far as we could tell, they really only ever put out one album. Uh, I believe, and, and again, my memory is terrible, uh, so don't take me up for any of this. You can go look it up on Wikipedia just as easily as I could, but I am busy writing and recording here. Uh, but I believe Splashdown was tapped to do the soundtrack for the animated flop, uh, Titan AE, back in the early 2000s. Uh, they put out an EP, uh, with, uh, I believe four or five songs, and, uh, I think there's sort of a bootleg floating around out there, which has, uh remixes of those songs and uh, some other songs that they recorded and that was pretty much the end of that uh, i believe the singer went on to uh other venues uh as a singer and uh, thank goodness because she is fantastic uh i feel like that band had a lot of potential and uh, it's a shame that uh, they just for whatever reason, did not work out, but that is what happens in, uh, you know, the creative world. Dreams get smashed. Alright, let's go ahead and play another round of, uh, Music Roulette. I'll be starting this one off with, uh, the band of the Buzzcocks with the song Running Free.
spreads its legs and the world spreads its legs for another fucking star. but I'm making myself into a fire extinguisher, and let's see how he likes this dose of carbon dioxide.
Okay, let's have a little bit of fun here for a minute before we uh, bring it down. Uh, that last song was Man Made of Carbon Dioxide by Man or Astro Man. Um, fun fact about that particular song, uh, I had bought this uh, EP uh, 1,000 times, uh, is the name of the EP. Um, and, uh, you know, enjoyed it, listened to it. This was actually kind of one of my favorite songs off of that particular EP. Uh, about a year or two after I had bought that particular album, uh, a friend of mine uh, got married and went on his honeymoon. Uh, they visited uh, some uh, Amish country and uh, found a little shop uh, in where they were staying. And uh, they found one of those old storybook records. Uh, but this one was, uh, you know, one of those little 45 type things. Um, didn't have a book with it, but it was, um, a audio adventure of, uh, one side was Plastic Man, a favorite character of mine, and the other side was Metamorpho. Uh, and the sample heard at the beginning of Man Made of Carbon Dioxide is... From that record, uh, I was delighted the first time I heard that. So before that was the band Marilyn Manson uh, with a song called uh, Rock and Roll. Hmm. Uh, not going to say it because I know better now. Um... It is actually a cover of a Patti Smith song from 1978. Uh, she, a white woman, uh, considered herself to be a... Mm -hmm, uh, because she was a rebellious rock star, punk rock, you know, proto-punk, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, I don't think uh, it's ever good to use that word, uh, especially if you are of a lighter skin color. Uh, me, being, you know, half Hispanic, I would never, ever use that word. Uh, just, no. You, oh, Jesus, I feel like even back then, you knew better. Uh, but then, you know, you turn around, you've got uh, Marilyn Manson, who was trying to be you know, in the mid-90s, the, the king of, of shock rock, of, of trying to bring back the, uh, you know, theatrics of, of Alice Cooper and Kiss back into rock and roll, you know, uh, in, in an era of grunge, uh, doing it with a harder edge. And, you know, I, I ate it up. Um, but at the same time, uh, like I got into them because I got into Marilyn Manson, uh, because they were supposed to be opening for Nine Inch Nails for a concert that I was going to go see. Um, I had never heard of them. And so, uh, a friend of mine had, uh, made a tape for me of, of their album Portrait of American Family. I listened to it and I loved it. And then shortly after that, uh, Smells Like Children, uh, the EP came out that had this particular song on it. Uh, and I loved that as well. Because um, to me, Marilyn Manson was the most hilarious band I had ever heard in my entire life. Uh, they were so ridiculous uh, that uh, I could have sworn they were a joke and just from the imagery and their music videos I was convinced that they were totally in on the joke uh, then by the time Antichrist Superstar came out uh, I was thoroughly convinced otherwise they were not in on the joke they were fully self-serious and that's pretty much when my fandom of them stopped. And of course, uh, in recent years, we've had uh, 
revelations about uh, Mr. Brian Warner, a.k.a. Marilyn Manson himself, uh, and uh, the horrible way he uh, treats women. Uh, Evan Rachel Wood, in particular, I believe. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So he, he covered the song because he, too, thought he was a big, bad, rebellious rock star when he's just a nerd from, you know, northern Ohio. Um, the ironic thing is, uh, I had met this girl, uh, so I was probably about 16, 17 when that song came out. Uh, I was driving for sure. Um, and I had met this girl, uh, who, who, uh, she was African American and I, dudes, uh, had a major crush on her for sure. And she and I got fairly friendly. Uh, you know, nothing ever really came of it. Um, but she and I had exchanged mixtapes at, at one point, And she had told me that she actually liked Marilyn Manson. And we were basically uh, exchanging tapes of, uh, you know, hey, I'm this guy that likes... Uh, metal and punk and alternative music and she likes hip-hop and R&B and so we were just sort of doing eh, cultural exchange meanwhile you know I was hoping to, to maybe you know touch some boob hopefully again never happened uh, but uh, she said she liked Marilyn Manson and uh, I had shown her the CD smells like children and she saw that song listed. And so that's the one that she specifically asked for. Uh, it never even occurred to me because again, I was just a dumb, dumb teenager that why, why would that be on there? Why would that be right? And you know, she, she listened to it. She said she liked it and you know, I'm not going to lie. It's a, pretty rocking song uh but jesus you know just you know this is what happens when you put it on shuffle you, you just get the randomest things and, and these things happen uh hence the uh warning up at the uh, top of the show for you so there we go and then of course that started off with uh the buzzcocks who um, uh yeah, I don't know why I have them on my uh, collection, because so far I have not enjoyed any of their songs I've heard. So anyway, let's play one last round, and I'm going to head to bed after that. Uh, but I will talk to you here at the uh, flip side of this, alright? And we will see what happens.
Did you ever step in a water pipe pipe, fall to the bottom of the water system? And there did you meet a little alligator who answered to the name of Alvin? If you did, he's mine. I lost him. I threw my Alvin down the water pipe pipe, down to the bottom of the water system because he was getting too big for his britches. But now I'm getting lonely since he's gone. I miss him. That was Red Paint by The Promise Ring, one of the preeminent emo bands of the mid to late 90s, back when I really got into emo. They were one of the the big ones that I listened to. Uh, I went through a lot of phases, Um, and uh, emo was one of them, and... and, uh, you know, they, they put out a couple albums. Some of the, the songs were good, some were not. That uh, is the way of life. Uh, before that was the song Alvin by The Monkees. A uh, very short little ditty that sounded like uh, Peter Tork singing. Uh, he is my favorite monkey, of course. Uh, the Monkees are probably the single most uh, important band uh, that ever graced my life. Um, I, you know, they are to me what the Beatles are to most other people. Um, Pros likely because, you know, they had a TV show and on occasion they dress up like superheroes. And these are all things that appealed to me. And on top of that, they had very catchy pop songs. Uh, you know, and, and you can debate about the, you know, facade of what the monkeys were and who actually wrote the songs and who actually played the music, but, uh, 
I feel like in their later years, you know, they definitely proved that they had the chops. And, you know, with uh, Mike Nesmith uh, fueling that fire and then Davy Jones, I believe, as well. No, uh, Peter Tork was... was uh, Peter Tork and Mike Nesmith were the two actual musicians in the band while uh, Mickey Dolenz and Davy Jones were just actors who then had to learn how to become part of a band. Uh, but but it, either way, they put out music and uh, it really affected me. It was, you know, what I would consider to be the first time that I ever said, oh, this is a thing that I like and not something that, you know, I just experienced while driving around with my parents, you know, listening to what they liked. Uh, before that was a band called uh, Pentagram uh, with a song Wheel of Fortune. And it makes me think that uh, in the few episodes that I've done here, at least once an episode, there appears to be some sort of serendipity that happens. Uh, like, you know, I mentioned the Ramones early in an episode, and then the Ramones come up later. Uh, and in this episode, I have mentioned numerous times about just the, you know, randomness of, of what a Wheel of Fortune playing things on shuffle is. And then this song comes up. Uh, it, it is bizarre. I, I, you know, if I was any more awake or perhaps less awake, uh, perhaps I would maybe find some sort of universal meaning in there that, that's, you know, everything is sort of connected, but I don't, and I'm dumb, and, you know, it's just, all I can say is, it's weird. Uh, the band Pentagram uh, discovered them through a uh, rockumentary uh, called Last Days Here, uh, which was about the lead singer of the band Pentagram, uh, Bobby Liebling. Uh, he, Pentagram, you know, put out a couple of albums in the late 70s, early 80s, and uh, you know what? They're pretty good. Uh, it's, it's you know, very Sabbath-inspired heavy metal, uh, but Liebling, you know, was a notorious addict uh, and basically squandered every chance that he got, you know, to to make something out of that band. Uh, and, you know, that the documentary covers it pretty well, how, how people were just giving him chance after chance to get clean and to realize his potential and him just turning around and just screwing it all up again. Uh, and it was a great documentary. It was, you know, heartening and disheartening and disturbing. Uh, but, you know... Uh, at least at the end of the documentary, he, you know, pulls his stuff together and, you know, puts on, you know, reforms his band and then puts on some shows and, and gains some interest again. And that's where the documentary ends. But, you know, uh, reading up on him, he, he fell off the wagon again after that. But not so terribly uh, that, that he screwed everything up, but, uh, you know, the, the documentary is about, you know, also while all this is happening, how his drug habits, uh, is basically about to kill him. Like he will die if he does not get clean. Uh, it's, it's a very good documentary. And if you have any interest in metal, especially just uh, obscure metal bands, then, uh, I would uh, check it out. Uh, I do recall, uh, even before seeing the documentary, I was, uh, like, like, like even just a month before, uh, I was in a used music store and, uh, saw a copy of their first CD just sitting in, uh, like, you know, the, like the expensive case, uh, where you have to get the manager to, to open it up for you to, to get it out. And I saw just this 
black and purple pentagram, you know, cover uh, CD sitting in the case. And I was like, oh, you know, what's that? You know, because my my black metal heart, you know, uh, you know, immediately leaps to, to things like that, you know, whether, whether I know what it is or not. Uh, and then, you know, like a month later, I saw that documentary, uh, and I was like, oh, okay, you know, and that also explains why that CD was like, you know, a hundred dollars, uh, <laughs> which obviously I did not buy, but, uh, I stumbled upon a copy at some point. Uh, and then, uh, we started off, uh, this last round with, uh, a song called Bullshit, uh, by the band Gutter Mouth, just a quick little punk song just uh, to get everybody going. All right, once again, I thank you for listening. Uh, went off the rails a little bit, maybe. I don't know. This was uh, an interesting show. Uh, but overall, I had fun. I hope you did, too. You can check out my other podcast, uh, The View Masters, at view.guttertrash.net. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at eShonborn. You can find my artwork at uh, Seanborn.net and for sale at shop.seanborn.net. And, of course, I am also on Patreon at patreon.com slash Seanborn. Once again, I thank you all for listening and take care.